0: Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome to the very special one-year anniversary of Paranormal acts activities with your host, Ben Axe. I can't believe it's already been a year, a year to the day, in fact. It is, it is crazy, and it's kind of like a cool, full-circle thing, too, because I began doing this show in the garage, and now, one year later, I am back in the garage, <laughs> so full-circle. So, can't wait to be here, guys. It's such a good time. And bear with me. My cat, I left my cat in the garage here with me. And uh, she's running around being crazy. So, yeah, I don't even really know what to expect for tonight's show. Um, basically, I don't have a whole lot a whole lot planned. Uh, but one thing I do want you guys to do, if if possible, I have a... Uh, sorry. I have it set up. So, if you have any kind of paranormal experience, so if you've ever had one, whether it be ghost, Bigfoot, aliens, UFO... It doesn't matter what it is. I would love for you to join me here live tonight via video and audio like I'm doing right now. Or if you're more comfortable, audio only is fine. I don't need to see your face. I just want to hear your story. So I have the link right now in the comments. Just click that link. You'll be brought right here. And I can hear your story live tonight on the one-year anniversary of Paranormal Activities. That would be phenomenal. But All right, guys. Let's just get into it here. So I do want to say a few things. One huge thanks to all of the support i've gotten from all of you guys this past year i can't believe we've been heard in 46 countries just shy of a thousand cities and when i started doing this a year ago right when COVID hit never thought it'd even be around a year later to be honest with you so i think it's pretty pretty awesome that you guys still support the show and i appreciate all of you so much and my cat is again trying to jump on the uh on the table so uh and also if you guys do i'd love to hear your questions and comments in the comment shit hold on <laughs> cat. i gotta get my cat out of here all right so if you do have any comments any questions i'd love to see them in the comment section like, like right now yvonne de board co-host of the rsh podcast that we do on thursdays thanks for watching yvonne i appreciate you but all right so let's just get right into it guys uh, like i said full Full circle. Um, I did my first episode right here in the garage a year ago. It was a lot different back then. Um, but in the fourth episode, I was sitting right here and heard my first paranormal audio. I guess that I've ever caught on. Caught happened right here, and the wall is right there. So just in case anything does happen tonight, <laughs> I do have the EMF meter present, and as you can see, it's turned on. The green lights shows that it's on and it is a theory that when the lights light up something paranormal could be could be going on so i have it ready just in case we hear any strange knocking any kind of experience you never know in this house you know i do the activities of the week Uh, my last activities was pretty pretty intense and we sage the house right after that if you guys haven't heard about it it's pretty pretty interesting i It opened the last episode with UFOologist. If I can remember people's names, I'm really not good at names. (laughs) But uh, yeah, man, uh, Bruce. Bruce Zen was his name. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, So it was interesting. But to sum up, I'll just tell you real quick. uh, Basically, I was upstairs in the in the old studio, which is now my wife's office. And I heard a bang downstairs, came down thinking I would see the cat breaking something as she almost did just a few minutes ago. And what happened was way different. We had the, Danae's computer was on the floor and turned on and on with her name showing with the sage stick and sage candle right next to it. It was very odd. And that's just part of what happened, but that was the dramatics I would, I would say, and we saged pretty heavily after that. And we've saged pretty regularly since. So since then, which I think was around two weeks ago, we've had no experiences, which is good which is definitely good uh, that I want to do a ghost hunt in my in my house. But just in case anything does happen, we are prepared tonight. And I also have standing by me a, uh, a spirit box, which I've talked about before on the show. But basically, it is a theory, which I do believe I've used it before. I actually have an audio I will share with you here in just a little bit from this same spirit box from an invest- investigation I did at the evening leader in St. Mary's, Ohio. Uh, but if anything does pop up, maybe. If it if it feels right, I'll turn this on. We can do a, a little spirits box spirit box session later on into the show. If you guys want to. That's, it's on you guys. Just tell me if you want to and we'll do it. All righty. Hey, Tyler Peters. Thanks for watching, man. Tyler is the the host of Tyler's Take, a wrestling podcast. Check him out. It's a phenomenal show. Especially if you're a wrestling fan, great takes on on wrestling. And not just current wrestling. All kinds of stuff. Check it out. But all right, so basically the uh, unless anybody wants to come on, which I would love, but I'm not expecting it. But so, you know, basically, I just want to kind of go through uh, the last year and talk about some of the guests that I've had on. Because I'm telling you guys, I've always been into paranormal. I've always loved, you know, ghost stuff, spirit stuff. I've always felt that connection. I've always felt it heavy. I've always had that feeling. But that's where it ended. You know what I mean? I, I have my own ghost story from 2014 through 15 that I've told on the show about living in a... Haunted house. I believe it was more more than that, but I never really talked to anybody else who had the same experiences that I had, or more, or knew more than I did. You know, and the the number one thing I hear about successful people is surround yourself with people that know more than you. And I feel like I've done that a lot with this show, uh, with several guests that I've had. Not every episode is guest based, but several are. And I just want to kind of go through and talk about some of these people that really made you know i really opened my eyes to a few a lot of things or made me think differently and just had phenomenal stories to tell stuff i never thought was really possible you know if that makes sense um so again the link is in the comments if you guys do want to join in and tell me your your paranormal story and if not that's fine just sit back and relax and we'll just just talk some ghost stuff so let's get rolling here guys i do want to do a quick share i hate i hate being distracted you know it's not my Not what I enjoy to do, but I do want to get this shared a little bit more as I'm not very good at sharing in in real life. (laughs) I'm not not a very good computer person. But all right, let's just get rolling here. All right, so the first thing I do want to talk about, as I just mentioned, is is episode four, which was the third episode that I filmed of the show. Right here in this garage, it was audio only. There's no video that exists. Um, I was talking about my time at the Moonville Tunnel, which is located near Hawking Hills in Ohio. And it's a big tunnel. It's a haunted tunnel. Basically, it was just a, a train that Moonville was a town. And I think they said four people died there. And there's a big infamous tunnel that has a lot of paranormal activity. And during this episode, I was just talking about the time that, you know, when I was there and as I was talking, I heard three knocks on this wall right here to my right, which you guys may look like my left, but it's to the right. And on the other side of that wall is a washer and dryer. And there's nothing else in there. It was a Sunday afternoon, daylight. My wife was taking a nap on the couch. She also heard the knocks, thinking it was me doing something. No washer running. And uh, let's just play that audio. Now, I know this is a video-based episode. But for the audio, I hear that if you have headphones on, it makes it easier. But this was the first thing I've ever caught when it comes to, like, emfs or whatever any kind of paranormal activity that like caught on audio so i just want to play it for you guys i know i've done it twice before i believe but one more time uh so listen closely like it was cool to be there wasn't an issue holy crap you hear me say holy crap i'm gonna play it one more time and after i say holy crap that's when it's over like it was cool to be there wasn't an issue Holy crap! So that's pretty distinct, you know what I mean? And it was interesting that that happened. It happened twice in a row. I heard it when I was talking. I stopped, looked over, heard it again, and the second time was distinct. I turned it up there for the second time too, and uh, yeah, it's. I don't know how you would you know ex- explain that, and you know I that happened, and then that that happening led me to meeting the Ghost in the Night podcast where he had an episode that he you know, had me on, which was an awesome time and awesome, awesome experience. It really got me going on the podcast route. Um, but he had me on to talk about how paranormal, just talking about paranormal can make things happen. Just talking about ghosts or talking about that kind of stuff can you know, conjure up paranormal activities. And I think that's the case there. I don't know what kind of spirit it would have been, whether it be the former resident of this house, whether it be somebody else. I'm not sure. I didn't really investigate it further (laughs) than that, Uh, but it was definitely an interesting, interesting experience. And so, you know, and that episode itself, it was kind of short. It wasn't all that great. I was still learning how to do this, but that really was an awesome experience for me. (laughs) You know what I mean? So just that made the whole, the whole show worth it for me just because I caught something that quickly. Um, you know, I haven't really caught a whole lot since, but that's okay. You're not going to catch all that, you know, it's not that popular of a thing or it's not that common of a thing. So uh, that's how it goes. Joe says, Chuck, what's going on, man? Hey, I'm Ben tonight, but I appreciate the enthusiasm. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I am Chuck Winchester on the RSH Wrestling Podcast. Um, so yeah, so episode four, if you have not heard it, I recommend checking it out, especially that that line, just because it's unexplainable. I'm not saying it's a fact paranormal, but what else is knocking on the wall three times and, you know, twice, three times each time? I don't know. Hard, hard to say. And now this guest going forward here, my. uh, This guest was an awesome guest, episode six and seven, and he's also on one time after that as well, named Keith Linder. Um, he was he has a book called the Bothell Hell House, and he also appeared on Ghost Adventures uh, with that that guy. Not a big fan of that show myself. I'm not a big fan of any TV reality show that involves a ghost because uh, I feel like dance on TV is going to be primarily fake. Uh, but he was on there. They did a whole episode about him and they actually revisited that episode. A lot of controversy there. If you listen to the the second time he was on, we kind of break down why Ghost Adventures isn't all that accurate. Uh, but he had an experience in Seattle, I believe. It was Seattle and, uh, or just outside of Seattle. But uh, that's not important. But he moved into a house with his, I believe it was his girlfriend. And they had a lot of paranormal activity. A lot of it caught on audio, a lot of it caught on video. And it was constant. And the one story that really stuck with me, I don't know why, but it really stuck with me was he was. I forget where he was, but basically the TV came on and it was playing Katy Perry's dark horse. If you guys know that song, I am kind of a closeted Katy Perry fan, especially from back in the day, like dark horse. And, uh, what's the alien one, the, uh, I can hear the name, the extraterrestrial. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, back in my old days, I'd rock out that a little bit, you know, how it goes, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and he he said that, you know, he was doing his thing and the TV came on and it kept playing that song, Dark Horse on repeat, except it just kept playing the same same line over and over again, which was I should have written it down. I thought I remember it, but I, I'm blinking at the time, but it was the uh, the line where she goes. Are you ready for a perfect storm? That line over and over and over again. Uh You know, and that's a fun line. I know that song pretty well, so I knew that line. And the fact that that line just kept playing over and over, and get this, the TV you want to turn it off, then it kept coming back on. So you went to unplug it; it was already unplugged, and it came on unplugged, which is pretty interesting. And it just kept playing that same line: "Are you ready for a perfect storm?" And you know, the next line of the song is because there ain't you know coming back or whatever. (laughs) But uh, you know, and after that. Things that escalate, and it got to the point where they had to move out, and it was pretty a pretty intense story. I really enjoyed talking to Keith. He has he has the Bothell Hell House and a few other books, I believe, also available on Amazon. I recommend checking them out. And he has a documentary on YouTube as well. I'd recommend. It's just his stories and his experiences in that one house were pretty pretty crazy. And to talk to him that early on in the show and to hear all of the craziness that happened in that house, I mean. Stuff's stuff's wild. I, and I'm curious to know how many other people experience paranormal stuff and just don't talk about it because of the the blacklist that you make it. I feel like these days it's really starting to you know get more popular and people are more comfortable to talk about it. But I mean, some of that stuff's hard to make up. You know, you know what I mean. Especially a Katy Perry song. Who would make that up? So that that story from that house really stuck with me. But there are several more stories as well. Definitely, definitely recommend it. Uh, but yeah. So let's just keep moving on here. I have sorry, I've been talking a lot. I got to take a drink here. Bear with me. All right. So moving on, uh, another phenomenal guest that I really enjoyed talking with was uh, Kathleen O'Keefe Kenneth from episode thirteen. You I know, mean, we talked about paranormal dreaming. she also had a novel talking about that that subject, and uh, she was one that I really connected with because a lot of my paranormal. Things I believe happen while I dream. I have so many sleep issues and very vivid, realistic dreams all of the time. Um, even recently, I mean, I kind of forget them to the point because there's just so many. They just kind of block each other out, or oh, they're so creepy that I that I block them out. Uh, but man, I've had some some crazy ones. Um, one I talked about on the show I'll never forget was when I woke up. And it was, I hurt my back last year because I'm an old man. You know how we do. And it was just kind of like sore up here. And I remember waking up to a back massage on that spot. Like I could feel the fingers, you know what I mean? Just like getting it. And I was awake. I wasn't even a dream at this point. I was kind of more awake and I woke up as it happened. And then it stopped and I thought it was my wife and she was already in bed on my side sleeping, like I was facing her. So it wasn't her obviously. And it's just like, what? (laughs) And uh, I'll never forget that. I could feel the fingers. I had a dream not too long ago where I'm not sure if I told, if I talked about it on the show or not, I don't know if I did be honest with you. I may have, but this was maybe a month or two ago to where I woke up and I saw like, well, I didn't wake up. This was a dream, I believe, but I uh, saw a standing by my bed was a guy. looked like a guy. He was like furry, basically like a, I guess you could say a Bigfoot, but it's more like a dog man. I'm not sure what that what that is. I didn't even look it up. So the people who I talk to <laughs> on this podcast, the professionals, they could probably tell me more about a a dog man. Uh, but I woke up to a dog man standing next to my bed, staring at me. And I was like, "This is just a dream. I, this is not real." So I reached over, expecting to to feel nothing, and I felt fur. Like I felt like I was grabbing my dog's fur. Um, You know what I mean? Like we've all touched dogs. I'm sure that's what I, I felt it in my hand, a dog fur body that I touched. So I like freaked out. I kind of sleep paralyzed, I guess. I couldn't really do a whole lot, but I forced myself out of it. And obviously there was, there was nothing there. So I still say that was a dream, but it was very realistic. And so talking with Kathleen about paranormal dreams was just, I loved it. I loved it a lot because of that category. I really believe that there is something to the dream world that kind of has a connection with the spirit world. And, you know, she really went full circle with that and made sense of it. And she had some pretty phenomenal stories from her time, you know, over in Germany, uh, dealing with the World War II. Um, I think she was at Auschwitz and, and that kind of, those kinds of places. And she had a lot of experiences there that she, you know, opened up with me about. And it was awesome to hear. So I'm telling you guys, if you ever have the opportunity to do anything like this and talk with people you wouldn't normally interact with, I highly recommend it. It's such an awesome thing to do. All right, and then that leads me to my next uh, next guest that I really enjoyed talking with was Jill Shelley from the Boyd House, and I I don't I think it was Missouri. I should I should have wrote this down too. I forget where the Boyd House is located, and I I spelled it wrong. Well, that's embarrassing. <laughs> so stand by here. All right. So basically the Boyd house is an old. Killing me here. All right. So the Boyd house you know, is a building that she she purchased and they fixed it up. And there's a lot of haunted history with that house. And the th- reason I'm really showing this as an episode that I really enjoyed just because it was different to the fact that it wasn't just like ghost haunting her. It was about a building, you know, like she bought it. And then the ghost stories happen there. You know, it's you know, it's. I really enjoyed I like those stories, too, because a lot of people, you know, have hauntings that they're just haunted all the time. You know, the spirits follow them from wherever they go. They have that connection with the spirit world. Not everybody does, but some people who don't can still have paranormal experiences by going to haunted places like the Boyd House. And not only did, did she, that happen with her, you know, she purchased it. You can go visit the Boyd House, you know, stay stay the night and do paranormal investigations there. And, and all kinds of things happen. I really enjoy talking to Jill and yeah, I just recommend checking out the Boyd house the Facebook page is, is there. Definitely check that out. And another one is kind of the same scenario is paranormal prisons with Russell Barton. Uh, we, Russell and I met via Twitter, I believe, and he was a prison guard. And I like this one a lot too, because I have worked security many times, loss prevention, all kinds of stuff like that. Excuse me. And you know, And with prisons and working security, you do a lot of overnights. And a lot of these places are haunted, especially prisons where there's a lot of emotions and a lot of, I would say, anger. But, you know, that goes back to emotions. So I absolutely believe that most prisons and jails are probably haunted to a point. And so he opened up about the times when he had paranormal experiences in that prison while working there. And it was definitely a good time. Russell has his own podcast called the Coffee Break Podcast. Definitely check that out. He talks to businesses and all kinds of people, basically. Good, good times. But yeah, I just love the work, the work stories. And the reason I kind of brought that up originally, too, was I remember working third shift. I worked at a Honda plant at security back in the day. And I'm not saying that place was haunted. I never saw any ghosts there. But working third shift at a big place like that, and Honda was a factory that made engines, so I'm sure you could figure that out. Uh, but you know, working anywhere—I mean, I guess I don't want to argue with myself here—but any kind of place that's big and dark is going to be a little nerve-wracking, you know. Uh, but this place—I worked there for a summer, and I honestly believe that there was some something going on there, just because I've always had that feeling, and especially in the attic area, which I say attic—it's not your house attic; it's still like a big, huge factory like room um, but it was just very quiet very dark you know even with the lights on it was still dark all of the time it was just it was just creepy is the word to use it was just straight up creepy and only in that room did I feel that that gut feeling that I talk about on the show all of the time you know and I think most paranormal ex- investigators will tell you follow your gut that's going to tell you more than anything else and that room always gave me the Jupiter's creepers, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and so the same thing with the prisons. You know, he had the stories, and it's just hard to not believe that there's something going on there. So, I really enjoyed talking with Russell. But he also came back again, and this episode is definitely a highlight because it was totally different from my typical paranormal stuff. You know, this the last information has nothing to do with ghosts, nothing to do with aliens it was definitely more cult-like, and the Last Reformation is basically a church group, but it's definitely a cult at the same time. It got a ton of feedback from this episode. I got a lot of views on this episode, and people want me to do another episode. You know, I had three or four Last Reformation people. Well, I had a couple things happen, actually. One person came forward and was like, yeah, this is a called and here's why and he give me all this information he's like i want to come on the show and let's just let's just tear him down i'm like we'll do that for sure uh then i had another person contact me on on facebook and this was a little weird um this was a little weird because it was a like a new facebook profile it was like a, i think it was a woman's profile it's gone now but she messaged me and she was like, Do you, and no, hi, no, hello, no, nothing. Just message me, do you have any other episodes about the last reformation on your show? And I said, Hey, thanks for listening. No, I don't at this time, but I'm planning on doing a couple, you know, down the road. No response. And then shortly after, she deleted her profile. <laughs> so I believe somebody from the church definitely saw that episode or came across that episode, and I'm probably on their list now. Uh, but that's, that's all right. I'm not going to be scared of of a cult, even though maybe I should be, because that's definitely scarier than anything paranormal. I'll take on a ghost all day. But crazy people, not really a fan of. (laughs) So, uh, Alex, thanks for listening, man. Thanks for watching. Yeah. uh, Ghost hunting would be awesome in an abandoned prison. I've never done that. I've been close. I've gone to the Mansfield, I can talk, Mansfield Reformatory located in Mansfield, Ohio. And it was daytime. I didn't do a ghost hunt there, but I did do a tour of just Danae and I by ourselves just walking around the building. That was really, really neat. I didn't have any ghost hunting tools with me, but you like wrestling. Chris Jericho actually did a podcast at that same reformatory. He did a show there with Fozzie. And he had a podcast with a couple of guys who worked at that same prison. And they told some pretty crazy stories from the things that had happened there. So yeah, doing a ghost hunt in a prison would be would be phenomenal. And I did do a ghost hunt in a, not a prison, but a TB hospital called Waverly Hills uh, Sanitarium near Louisville, Kentucky. And that was a really, really scary experience. And I saw what they call shadow people, which is basically just low energy spirits. And you just see their, their shadows go across lights and stuff. And that is so active there that basically everybody can see it, even if you don't believe in paranormal or if you don't have a connection with the paranormal, you still see it. <laughs> and I'm sure it could be debunked with this or that. But the fact is you just see it. So it's, uh, it's interesting prisons and, and TB hospitals and hospital, you know, anything like that is it's creepy. It doesn't matter if you believe or not, it's still a creepy, creepy place. And that's one thing I love about this old buildings in general. I like just, you know, the history of it and just, because I can just kind of feel you know, what had happened there. You know what I mean? It's, I love going to abandoned buildings in general just for the sightseeing aspect of it. And I'd like to go back to Waverly one of these days. But all right, moving forward, another guest that I really enjoyed having on, and I think we're Facebook friends to this day, is his name was Alex Garcia, Episode 22 with Childhood Experiences with Alex Garcia. And the reason I'm picking this episode to kind of highlight was because Alex didn't believe in the paranormal. Even on my episode, he told me he still doesn't believe that much. Uh, But he had stories that make you think WTF. How do you not believe? Um, I'm not going to go into the details of the stories. I think I remember most of them off the top of my head without going back and listening. Uh, But they were they were like, Jesus, (laughs) you know. And so I really liked listening to Alex. They were all from, I think, his childhood living with his parents' house. And there were three in a row that like all kind of connected And when you put them all together like that, just how do you not believe? But I really like talking to people who don't believe in the paranormal, who don't have any stock in it, which is fine. You know, most of my friends, they probably don't believe in it so much. My family, the same way. But that's cool. I love that fact because things still happen. And that's why Alex was a great guest, because he still didn't believe in the paranormal, even though we had these phenomenal stories uh, from his childhood. So definitely check that episode if you get the opportunity to as well. And then another great episode that I had was The Haunting of Ohio with B.A. Crisp. Uh, B.A. Crisp was an author. She not was. She is an author. And she was kind enough to join the show and talk about Ohio. It was interesting because we came in contact and we swapped phone numbers and we, I had a 419 phone number. And she was like, hey, where do you live? Because I used to have a 419 phone number. And so it turns out we were both. You know, I still live in Ohio. She was from Ohio. And a lot of her stories came from Ohio. I think it was mostly in the Cleveland, North East. Not that's not, yeah, Northeast, nor, oh, Northeast, North areas of the state. Uh, and she was a great guest because she has seen it all. I mean, we had, we had a story about Bigfoot. We had paranormal stories. We had all kinds of just a variety of stories. And like BA, she has that gift that she can just experience all of it. <laughs> you know, she's that connected to the, the other side so just hearing her stories were were definitely phenomenal sorry i keep getting a dry throat here and so i definitely recommend listening to uh episode episode 28 all right and then that's one thing with bigfoot like i don't have a whole lot of bigfoot stories i've never seen bigfoot i've been to hawking hills which is like central ohio and uh we've joked about trying to find bigfoot i'm going to go on a camping trip this summer to Minnesota. I'm like, yeah, we're going to go find Bigfoot. Uh, but w- speaking of Bigfoot, there is one story that I want to share with you. And they kind of brought this up. Uh this maybe think of this story. It's not my story. I heard it somewhere else. Uh but just a quick gist. I never put much stock in Bigfoot myself. I never really believed in him. I never really thought that there would be monsters out in the woods. It's just to me it's it's more unrealistic than ghost in my opinion because how has he not been found yet? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, But I listened to another podcast called Haunted AF, which I talk about all the time. And they've had people call in with Bigfoot stories. And some of those are hard to refute. And then this story I heard, I forget where I heard it. I can't remember. I I would love to give the credit to where the credit was due. It was a different thing on the Internet. I don't remember. But anyway, the short story is two guys were camping together. And they were, you know, doing their thing, doing the hike. And they heard a big, crazy howl. In the background, both these guys claim to be avid campers, avid wilderness guys. They're older. They know nature, you know, and they know that that sound is not an animal they've ever heard of before. So they hear it, whatever. And then the next night they're camping again and they hear the same sound again. And it sounds like it's kind of following their path. Okay, next day, kind of the same thing. And each night the voice is getting closer and closer to them. And They both have shotguns and they have a dog with them as well. And things happen. The night comes on this, on this last night and they just hear that screaming and it's so close. They decide to get their shotguns and go figure out what's going on. And then their dog bolts chasing this thing. So now they have to really go find out what's going on. So they get their guns, they chase the dog. And then as they, they're getting closer, they're following the dog's path. They hear the dog yelp. And then the dog gets thrown into the lake that was nearby. And as they run up, the dog is swimming back to shore, not injured, just he was thrown in a lake. <laughs> and then they say that they heard something just like take off. Very fast, very loud, very big, but they didn't see it. Um, I believe one of them may have shot their gun. I'm not really sure if that if that's the case or not. Uh, but, yeah, that happened. And that's basically how the story ended. You know, the dog was shook up, but he wasn't injured. They went back, and that's all they really had. So with that story being said, what else could that have been if it wasn't a Bigfoot? What animal is going to throw a dog in, in the water? You know what I mean? Like, What animal could do that? <laughs> Bear wouldn't do that. Bear would just eat it, right? So, I don't know. Sounds to me, and it sounds like, too, there's a lot of theories or a lot of evidence that supports that Bigfoots aren't just big creatures who walk around. They could move left to right. They could swing from trees. They have all, all kinds of Things I never really thought about until until recently. Uh, so definitely, definitely interesting. And BA Crisp really brought the Bigfoot thing up. And I had another person from from the Buzz's website uh, talk to me about her Bigfoot story. And I read that to you not too long ago. Definitely, definitely interesting stuff. And It's hard. So as I've been doing this show, I honestly believe that doing this podcast has made me believe more in Bigfoot. <laughs> like it's, it's crazy. And that's what I love about it, because I'm just learning so much and hearing more more things. Now, this episode, Paranormal Encounters with Archie Spagnolo, is one I had to bring up because it was the first time we did an, a video episode. Archie is the, the head guy on The Buzz, which is the network that I am part of right now. A lot of you guys are probably watching this on The Buzz social media. And he came on because he also has paranormal experiences that happened to him on and off, you know, all kinds of different things. So he came on, we did a live episode, just like I'm doing with you guys right now. And uh, as he was talking, his light by his desk kept turning on and off over and over again. He was, you know, he claimed it wasn't him. He showed on camera how it couldn't be him. Excuse me, everything was, you know, supposed to be working correctly. He said it had never happened before and it has not happened since. But during that episode, the entire time, that light was going on and off. And it was the only time that I can really think of that I caught live, other than the knocking on the wall, that was audio only. It was the only time I've done a video podcast where things happened. It wasn't on my end. It was on Archie's end. <laughs> but it was wild. And I believe that episode, that was back when we were still a different brand, which has since dissolved. And I'm not sure if that video even still exists. I did not save it because I'm a rookie. Uh, But it may exist somewhere. I'm not sure. But, man, it was a crazy episode just because that light kept going on and off the entire time. We'd be, you know, conversation, mid-sentence, off, back on, off, back on. And I've never had anything like that happen on the show since. So it was a unique, unique experience. And I hope that video still exists somewhere because it definitely needs to be seen by more people. (laughs) Um, It was great. And next on my list is actually a guy who just commented not too long ago. I know he lives over in the UK, so I'm not sure if he is still still with us because it's pretty late over there. But uh, living in a remodeled house with Alex Benison. Alex is another guy from The Buzz. He has his own his own podcast. He has a few of them. I know one's wrestling, uh, the armchair wrestling, and then he has another football one, uh, Stand Your Ground, all, all great shows. But it was really interesting about his because, one, I believe he may have been my first guest from the UK on this show. Uh, don't hold me to that, but I believe that's the case. I know Russell was from Canada. I've had a few, I think I'll, I've had a few uh, Canadians on the show. Archie was as well, actually. But I believe Alex was the first UK guest on this show. And that was really cool because, you know, UK has a lot of history going on. Um, So with that, Alex grew up in a house that used to be a, uh, a nursing home. And apparently his parents, you know, they continue to live there. And there's all kinds of paranormal activity that come with that. So Alex was cool enough to join the show and talk about them. And there's just, I, mean, I couldn't imagine living in a house with that much history. And, you know, you talk about nursing homes. That's where people, a lot of people live their last part of their life. And a lot of people die in the nursing home. And so there's a lot of connection there. And I'm not sure how it works when you pass away. I don't know how, I don't know. But I feel like a lot of people would be stuck or want to be or try to be in their last home. And nursing homes are a last home for a lot of people. So it's uh, he had some really really cool stories, and I know he he commented that he wanted to do a uh, ghost hunt in an abandoned prison. I would love to do a ghost hunt in his former home. <laughs> so just from uh, just from the stories he told me, there were some some crazy ones, some really really cool ones, and I'd love for him to come back on and and tell us some more because things I'm sure are still happening. Um, so, yeah, then I have to talk about this one because Josh DeBoard is the co-host of RSH Wrestling With Me. Episode 15, Ghost Tours with Josh DeBoard. This one was really interesting and unique to the show. As a matter of fact, I think it's the only one we've done on this show is because it was a urban legend kind of scenario that came true for him. Um, you know, I like mean, every every town has haunted. Um, or like bloody bridges and that kind of stuff, bloody bridges, crybaby rivers or whatever, you know, there's crybaby bridges. There's all kinds of urban legends that every small town has. And this story there, Josh went to a bridge that had this ghost story. You had to go there at this time on this day for this to happen. Most of that is nonsense. Most of that just does not happen. But in Josh's case, it did. And, uh, And I still want to go back. I don't live too far from from where this went down at. I do want to go back and and see if it works for me. Uh, But it definitely worked for Josh. And that's a really neat thing, I think, because most of that stuff is just bullshit. And so the fact that some of these urban legends may just be true, that's really interesting to me. So uh, I definitely have to go back and and check that out for myself. And maybe I, I said I wanted to bring Josh there with me, bring our ghost hunting tools and try to catch something. The weather is finally breaking, so I think it's time to make that happen. And so we'll definitely do that one of these days, and I'll keep you guys updated with that. All right, so those are the shows that I've had highlighted. Um, I have 40-plus episodes. I'm not even sure what my number is now, off the top of my head. So obviously there's a lot that we're missing. <laughs> um, but definitely, definitely. Oh, there's one more I do want to talk about. This is a newer episode, actually, that I did. I do Flip it up here real quick. Wickelton, Hickleton Hall is another episode. I remember the episode on the of my head, so bear with me. But Hickleton Hall is another UK location that I had on the sh- another show. Let me get my, my bearings here. Hickleton Hall <laughs> was another episode based from the UK. And basically, this family bought the hall. It's a historic, it was built back in the 1700s. It went through several world wars, well, the two world wars. And all kinds of history had happened there, and this family bought it, and they're remodeling it. And they're basically—it's really neat. They're on—they're on social media. They're on TikTok too, I believe, Facebook, Instagram, and they're kind of documenting all the things that they're finding as they remodeled it. They found a skull. They have all kinds of paranormal experiences that have happened. Uh, yeah, you heard that right. They found a skull, <laughs> and it was in the chapel, I believe. So uh, that was a really neat, neat episode as well. I definitely want to go there if I ever have the opportunity to go to the UK. And funny enough, I I keep, I brought up Alex earlier. They live very close uh, to, to there. So it was just a unique, that's one thing I love about the show too, guys, is the, the small world factor, you know? So it was really, really neat. Thanks for watching Shannon. She loves a good ghost story. I, I also love a good ghost story, Shannon. And you just started a new podcast as well. I don't have the name off the top of my head. I would love to say it if I, remembered it, but uh, yeah, that's awesome. Shannon is awesome. She's actually on an episode we did with Alex about uh, scary movies last year. She had a great, a great impression of, of one of the uh, characters. So, so good stuff there. But Yeah. So that's basically all of the episodes that I have highlighted here. Not saying the other episodes aren't good. They are all excellent, but these are the ones I went through today and they really just kind of stood out because I really got to hear other sides and other, other factors um you know what i mean so it was really interesting and i just love doing the show because of stuff like that and again guys i would love i have a few minutes here left i'm you know i don't want to quit yet if i don't have to so if you do want to hop on the episode here i would love to have you i have the link at the very top of the of the comments there stream yard check it out i think i can do it again here there we go just in case you all didn't see it Yeah, there's a few more minutes left, and I'm going to go ahead and and give up on that factor. But go to that link right there at StreamYard. If you want to hop on real fast and tell your own personal paranormal experience, I would love to hear it. But the last thing I'm going to end here, guys, is the one thing I got to do because of this podcast I would not have done otherwise was my paranormal investigation. I did The Evening Leader in St. Mary's, Ohio. And there is still a lot to come from this. I went through all the footage, and I have more to show. I'm still putting together this documentary. Like I said before, the weather is breaking. I can finally get back up in my hometown and and film and and record some stuff now that it's not three degrees outside. And of that that investigation, we're not done yet, but it was a really really interesting and good time. I really got to use the spirit box in a location that wasn't my house, which was which was awesome. And one thing from that, I do have one audio here I want to share with you guys from the evening leader. Um, I I was asking questions we had a voice talking and this is gonna sound crazy coming from my mouth so bear with me but we had a conversation with a spirit who claimed to live there not live there who claimed to have used to work there and now he just kind of visits from time to time he doesn't stay he just comes and goes and we had a conversation with him and I do have a lot of audio from that but this one I thought was clear Maybe it's not as clear as I thought because other people thought it might have said something differently, uh, but I'm going to share it with you guys. And I asked basically, I asked the question of, are you guys here? Are you here with me or whatever the basic paranormal question is that you ask when you use spirit box? This was back in June. I don't remember exactly what I asked, uh, but this is what came through right after I asked that question. I'll play it a couple more times here. Turn your volume up if you, if you can. And just listen. All right. What I heard there was be nice. And I think we all kind of agree with that part. The next part is where the questions came into play. So I'm play it one more time. Okay. Two more times. (laughs) So I heard definitely be nice came through when I asked if there's anybody here with us, be nice came through. And what I thought I heard was be nice, Ben. That may be me being a little egotistical, but I heard be nice, Ben. Somebody else says that they heard be nice to me. And then another person said they just heard be nice and nothing after that. Uh, so I don't know, but we continued that conversation and there was a lot more going on there. Uh, we got, his name was Jeremy. That was what he claimed his name to be. He claimed to have worked at the evening leader and he claims that he does go home now. I'm not sure what home means to him, but he comes and goes. And uh, yeah, it's a really old building. It was built in 1895, I believe. And it was just a really, really neat thing to do. And that happened in the basement where we got most of the activity. Uh, there was some activity in the second second floor, which is basically storage now. One story I will share with you guys, if you haven't heard it already, is that we were talking to the people who worked with the evening later and actually was in, you know, we did an interview with our newspaper and stuff. And one of the stories they had was um one of the stories that they had was I hear a phone ring upstairs sometimes, which makes no sense. There are no phones up there and just 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 storage. So we were up there and we were kind of investigating, looking around at the flashlight, and we actually came across a phone at the same part of the room where they claimed to have heard the phone when they were downstairs. And so he's like, Hey, there's a phone up here. And she was like, what? <laughs> like, no, now you're messing with me. And we, there it is. So that, that, that was a really interesting thing. And along with the, the EMMS that we caught there, it was, it was really cool. Uh, just in case, appreciate you listening in, man. I'll be nice too. Seems like you're only viewer at the moment. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, Shannon would love to do something like that, but would most likely bleep my pants. Yeah, it's it's interesting, man. It's it's crazy. Um, it does take a lot of courage to uh, <laughs> to do that. So but it was a lot of fun and I can't wait to go back. I can't wait to finish that documentary. My hometown is a historic. You know, basically just every hometown in America has a lot of the same stories. But my hometown has a, a big lake where unfortunately some people have passed away. All kinds of stories stem from that lake. There's all kinds of just stuff happening, a lot of families. and I reached out to the town, I got a lot of positive feedback as well. So I can't wait to uh, to finish that. It's going to be a very good time to do. Creamy excellence, DJ, nice spinning on the wheels of fields. Field, yeah, okay, I don't really know. <laughs> but I appreciate you all listening. That's phenomenal. You guys are awesome. So okay, that's proof what I have planned for you guys. So again, one year special. So much thanks to all of you guys for listening right now, for listening on the audio platform, which by the way, this will also be on the audio platform as well. Probably a little edited to make it make sense for the audio listeners. <laughs> but uh yeah, guys, I appreciate all of you so much. This is the one-year anniversary of print on tivities I never believed I would keep doing it to this to this day. So can't wait to uh can't wait to keep doing it and can't wait to keep giving you episodes. Originally it was supposed to be a weekly show as kind of not been the case it's been more bi-weekly sometimes weekly a little you know there's really no consistent date so i appreciate you guys keeping with me and even though you're not happy i know they say to be successful pick a date and time and stick with it who has time for that i don't even have kids and i'll have time for that so uh, <laughs> so yeah guys I, I appreciate all of you so shannon says lake sounds like haunting the blind manor which is perfectly splendid yeah she uh she can say perfectly splendid just like the girl in Black Manor, and is very creepy. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Justin, we have uh, we're on YouTube. Uh, Justin Case said uh, wasn't aware you streamed elsewhere. Yep, we we currently stream on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. So we got we got a few platforms, you know, keeping it keeping it going. So it's 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 fun. Yeah, so that's all I got. Again, I appreciate all of you guys listening. And now, as I'm getting ready to wrap up, I'm getting more people coming in. That's how it goes. But I'm out of stories. I have no new stories. Uh, I have no since I've been. Since I've been uh saging my house pretty regularly because the neighbor's from home as now as well, and she also has those heavy feelings. So we've been saging a lot, and I think it's working because we've had we've had nothing. <laughs> so uh but again it is getting warmer outside, so I'm gonna start doing some some ghost hunts here. I'm gonna start trying to use my tools more more often. And one thing that has not happened tonight, I showed you the earlier when the show started an hour ago, this has not lit up once. And early in my early days, I'd have this on when I interviewed a guest and a lot of times it would light up throughout that episode. And now that I'm talking by myself, it's not lighting up at all. So I really do believe we have kind of bounced the uh, spirits out of this house for now, which is good, but kind of disappointing for a paranormal podcast. (laughs) So that happens. But I guess that's going to wrap up this special of paranormal activities way to keep doing this show with you guys and at the end of the day let's just all keep learning about the paranormal together.